Blog Talk Radio. Our faith has become tainted, our morals broken. Biblical moral instruction outside of religion seems a thing of the past during these times where they're most needed. Whilst the founding fathers of the United States created through faith the very foundation on which you stand, those that think they are higher than you and your Bill of Rights try to stand over it. It is your moral and respective duty as an American to protect those you love against anybody or any entity that threaten health, freedom and the right to take up arms for the defence of your family. It is your moral duty to consider off-the-grid living, barter and trade within local communities so that you always have a backup plan outside of forced government law. It's time to take back your towns, cities and country. It's time to take back that which has been stolen from you, whether it be property, moral foundation or most importantly, the love of family. So let's do this with your host Tara Beth, right here and now on Harvesting Truth. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. You are currently tuned in with the Overthrow Network and this is Tara Beth. It's Sunday, July 19th and for the next hour, I'll be chewing your ear off with some more of the latest that's been happening in the great American battle that has taken place right now between the Federation and the Confederation. Uh, If you still haven't decided which side of the coin you're on, I suggest you get to it because time is short and the call is now. If you are for self-governed, very limited federal government that is solely voluntary or if you are for a centralized government that wishes nothing but to degrade you and enslave you. So you need to decide, you know, what you're for here because these are the two options that are put before us. Now, I think it's a no-brainer because the Confederation is for free people while the Federation is for the corporation and for centralized banks. So there you go. A lot of people in the voluntary movement and even Tea Party and all these things will realize that a lot of the things that they talk about align with the Confederation and we don't have to rewrite um, an economy or an idea. We just have to restore it. But if anyone is interested in calling tonight, please do. I'd love to chat with you. The call-in number is 347-215-7292. Now, those who wish to move further into this New Age Babylon have done their best to make a mockery of Christ in the Confederate Army here in the States. And I'm sure you've all noticed, like during the gay uh, pride celebration that followed the Supreme Court rulings on gay marriage, there can be seen some terrible sacrilegious presentations, like photos of nearly naked men rubbing genitals on wedding gowns and um, with a message painted on their back husband for an hour, which is obvious attacks on the sacredness of real marriage. And uh, there were harlots dressed in slutty nun costumes, Christians that were being spit on, and blasphemous reenactments of the crucifixion uh, showcased by some little-known actress who become the queen of the ball. Uh, she was playing a transgender role of Christ. Okay, that's that's pretty bad. Um, I believe Christ said that he will not be mocked, so I, I feel I feel for those people. Um, actually, I don't. But other presentations like this had surfaced where males were doing homosexual acts as posing as Jesus on the cross and really bad things like this. So the plans for the sodomite Marxists have been laid out before us, before them, and they're subconsciously doing as they're told. Now, I told you guys all about this before. Their marching orders are to continue honored, onward with destroying God's natural design and they are using the use of government force um, to aid them in the courthouses to persecute Christians. Now, the um, uh, the reason why I'm getting into this is because there's more going on on this immoral uh, plantation. You know, the Planned Parenthood has been busted in a major immoral scandal. Uh, they were caught red-handed by a group of disguise by a group disguising themselves as a laboratory that was interested in buying organs of murdered babies. It was a group of journalists from the Center of Medical Progress, is what they called themselves, who worked on this 
like 30 month long operation and they successfully established a meeting with the Planned Parenthood executive. Her name is, um, she's known as Dr. Deborah Nukatola, whatever, Nukatola, whatever, who speak, uh, she was actually talking over a lunch about which organs they had for sale and the gruesome ways that they went about attaining these organs. I mean, it doesn't get any more evil than discussing the killing fashion of an unborn baby in a way that keeps its organs intact so that they can sell said organs to evil laboratories who then use it in products that people are buying by the masses. It was, it's been told that they're put into women's cosmetics and also um, the Pepsi company had invested in some of these organs as well. Um, the, the truth of that, I don't know. I can't say that I've researched it, but the people I did hear it from are pretty credible in my eyes. So I'm not passing that on as, um, that's absolutely true, but the way things are going, I wouldn't doubt it. But anyway, this evil person, this executive was talking about this with a mouth full of food. Okay. That is just so disgusting. Um, but this is all part of the Rainbow Federation that people are supporting here. Because the rainbow flag represents a whole host of leftist ideas, which now include the sale of dead babies, along with the other sick intolerances like pedophilia and things like that that I've mentioned to you before. Pedophilia, which, again, is considered a sexual orientation by the American Psychological Association. Um, Yeah, I'm still not adjusted to that. But you know what they say, perfectly normal, because... Killing babies and selling organs and and putting it into products is perfectly normal. Uh, Yeah, you probably won't be seeing pro-abortion Judaic Marxists up in arms about this because they're too busy poo-pooing family values and morals to care about it. In fact, the pro-choice, or as they call themselves, I like to refer to them as pro-death, activists are typically um, major gay supporters as well. It's all part of the fun in the Judeo-Marxist ideology. But that's what the rainbow flag represents. All the Marxist ideals, which are nothing but attacks on God's reproductive design and sexual morality. But enough about the sodomite logic for now. Um, Let's talk about the latest rainbow federation attacks on the Confederate flag. In Lee County, Florida, which is named in, the, uh, in honor of General Lee, the NAACP has petitioned their local commission to remove a portrait of General Robert Lee from their chambers. The reason, of course, is because they claim it means racism. Well, you know, we've heard this all before, and they're running around saying racism this, racism that. So, you know, let's, let's um, put down these, these heroes because our feelings are hurt, whatever. They're just misinformed, but there will be a court hearing held, and hopefully the person who speaks on behalf of General Lee will do so in the correct manner, to which would display the truth about Lee's stance on slavery, and also the truth about Lincoln's stance on slavery, which any shred of hope, the truth could come out in a courtroom, resulting in the removal of Abe Lincoln paintings from every Southern classroom based on their own logic and reasoning. I already told you on the past episode, how General Lee was more for blacks than Lincoln was. And this can easily be proven by reading their own words. Because General Lee had even gone so far as to running schools for blacks in the South to acclimate them into our white society. Whereas Lincoln wanted to ship them back to Africa, which um, is also what Thomas Jefferson said when he stated, quote, these people are to be free and later stated, but once they were free, we cannot live in the same government. Um, and I actually agree with Jefferson and that doesn't make me a racist. Uh, that just makes me honest in my recognition of the current and past racial conflicts that have come to fruit in, in our country. And if this makes me anything, I would say that um, perhaps a separatist of sorts, but that's not to be confused with a supremacist. Okay. So learn the difference. All right. I'm not for forced segregation. I'm not for forced integration. I think things would would work out on their own. But I'm not saying General Lee was wrong. But given the fact that the Federation won, they have now used the black race as pawns against the whites, which has been escalating itself closer and closer to a needless race war. General Lee didn't have the the hindsight because he was a good guy. I mean, um, 
you could consider him a humanitarian. One could even call, you know, um, I mean, he saw the noble worth of helping another race of people enjoy a life in our white uh, European civilized society. So he believed in the advancement. Now, there were many other generals in the South who believed that if given time, this could have been achieved at the close of slavery. Um, Many don't realize that a lot of the Confederate soldiers and generals and things were um, actually more on the abolitionist side, but they weren't about doing it right away. They were, you know, we we have to do it in a slow way so that way we can acclimate them into living in society and we'll figure out how to how to make this all work. Um, but the North were were like, no way, we're not going to just let you, um, you know, do it your slow way, you know, like how every other nation had done it. They, you know, they weaned out slavery whatever way they had to to make sure that their their um mode of economy would still be intact and that none of the people would be in a bad spot, including slaves themselves. But the North said no, because they wanted to destroy the South so that they could take over the commercial waterways and things like that. It was it was really about business. And also for centralizing the banking, they did not the banking. They did not want the um South to have independence. They wanted them to be on their bank. They wanted to control their economy, control all the all the uh, tariffs and all the things they didn't like that um, the South had little tariffs and you know all this kind of stuff. So um, all these things that people really need to um, understand. But <clears throat> so there were a lot of um, Southern generals who who were you know uh, were on the same line of of General Lee, which was generally never even owned a slave. But but with all the propaganda tools and the forced integration policies we can see that the races are not living so well with one another right now. I mean, just look at all those, um, the black on white crimes that are taking place out there. I mean, it's horrendous. And, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, people who have white guilt and uh, feel that they have a privilege when, you know, this is not the case. So, you know, these people are carrying these, these feelings and these burdens and, and um, uh, it's, it's unwarranted. There's no reason for it. Um, and of course, animosity builds in the whites when they take notice to to these, you know, these crimes that are not being documented through, um, you know, an honest media. And they're also building up animosity when black ghettos are being funded by the sweat of, you know, the white middle class's backs. And these ghettos are a breeding ground for, um, you know, the very uh, hateful blacks who who blame the whites for the poverty instead of putting the blame where it belongs, which is at the bloodstained hands of the Federation who is pretending right now to be on their side. Uh, the government is using our tax dollars to fund a race war, and they're using the media to program these people, um, you know, the, the races against one another. And I mean, I think that has a big part to do with the um, the invasion from from Mexican or Central Americans that are coming up, they're riding the beast train, they're coming up here, and it's just to um, to cause conflict between races and things, and at the same time, erasing uh, white history and making it seem that, you know, we are unwelcoming and we're racist and we're haters, and, and that, you know, I, I just, um, I, I don't want to be lied about, I don't want to be aligned with, with that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, I just I don't think generally saw that coming, you know. But more in the latest attacks, it was decided that the remains of <laughs> Confederate General Nathan Bedford Forrest and his wife will be dug up and moved to God knows where. Um, the SCV, Sense of Confederate Veterans, has stated that the Forrest family is solidly opposed to digging up the graves and moving them any place. Uh, the statue just as well, they're opposed to moving the statue too. So the decision has been made without a fair trial and without or without um, consenting with forced descendants or even other Confederates who would, po- who would oppose grave digging <laughs> as a means for um, placating the brainwashed. Uh, I guess he was a former KKK leader, and that's the basis of them removing it. Um, 
I, you know, I, the whole backstory, I'm not completely sure on. Uh, people have said that the KKK were actually, uh, they've been demonized, but they were actually a group that were protecting the South from um, from a lot of the the northern invasion, well, basically protecting um, the attacks from the uh, Reconstruction era. They were heroes of the Reconstruction era. I don't know about that. I, I couldn't tell you, but some southern people will say that's that's the case. Either way, I don't think digging up people's <laughs> graves is uh, a good way of, you know, trying to um, make people feel better. I think that's just absolutely sick. But also, there is a no-flagging challenge that's been put forth. Um, it doesn't look like it's going to get too far, to be honest with you. Marxists have decided to run amok and collect Confederate flags so they could probably burn them um, in an effort to mock Confederate pride. Seeing how Confederates are generally people with guns, this sort of child's play could result in someone getting killed maybe. Uh, nonetheless, especially in these heated times, you know, so I, I, I'd actually advise people not to do this kind of thing. Also, I, I don't agree with um, Confederates running around and stealing um, sodomite flags and burning them. I mean, I don't, I, I don't see the, the worth in that. Um, I just think that we should just put more flags up, you know, not try to attack the other side with things like that. That's just you really are just showing yourself to be like them. So that's not a good idea. But nonetheless, it's all part of the Black Lives Matter scheme to desecrate anything their masses tell them to. Now, they're pretty good for following their orders. On a plus side, on, yeah, so on a good side for the Confederate resistance, Florida is taking up peaceful arms with a number of pride rides happening across the state. In Ocala, a pride rally drew thousands in support of Marion County's decision to fly the Southern Cross. But listen to this, right? At this event, a black man was arrested for firing his weapon over an argument of what the flag represented. But because he, he never acknowledged the real reason why the Marion County decided to flag the flag, fly the flag in the first place, this idiot got himself arrested by the Federation because he was so wrapped up in the lies put forward by the Federation. So, you know, if these, if, if these people would go out, who go out vandalizing statues, just open their minds to the truth of what these Confederate demonstrators are trying to get across, then they wouldn't end up in prison by their real enemies who they refuse to recognize. Now, these people are victims of Yankee mythology, not the Southern people. What's it going to take to get the Sudan thick skulls? I don't know. Perhaps more rallies <laughs> and pride rides. I'm all for it. I think that it's important for people to get together and to say, hey, you know, um, we're we're not going to let this government tell lies anymore. You know, we're it, it's it's not about racism. I mean, I don't know. Let's let. I think we should just keep putting the facts out there. And I think that these these rallies and these rides are a good idea, honestly. If there is any gain in public resistance, such as with these demonstrations, it's to open the minds of the onlookers to the truth about our history. And it's especially important to the Southern white people who have succumbed to the Yankee rewrites of Confederate history and carry on with their lives in shame and in false guilt instead of holding their heads high with pride, that their ancestors really fought for independence, just as it was in the revolution. So in Misslenburg, you guys have to forgive me, it is so hot. It is like 100 degrees out here in Pennsylvania, of all places. I'm in the mountains of Pennsylvania, and it is a million degrees. I don't know how you guys are dealing with it in the South, but it is just, ugh. So in Misslenburg, this is in Florida too. Florida is just man, they are definitely, if there is going to be a, a state that secedes, I definitely will, I'll put money on this. Florida is going to be the first one. But um, sometime, I think it was last weekend, Southern Cross flags were fastened to over like 300 cars that drove through town. And it was probably, it probably looked like an endless train of battle cars or a river of red streaming through neighborhoods and a noticeable act of resistance to false history. I mean, that's, that definitely uh, makes a makes a stand right there. I mean, it it makes a point. You're talking 300 cars with battle flags just driving through town, and you know, 
that's that's great. And um, other rallies and rides have been sweeping across the across the South. I mean, they're they're in Tennessee, they're in Georgia. I mean, they're everywhere. Um, and I don't think it's going to be ending anytime soon because the more the Federation attacks the South with their refreshed reconstruction tactics, and the more rallies will come of it. So, you know, bring it. And I think that's great. And um, you know, I, this this subject, and I know that I've been I'm not beating a dead horse here because. This is very important because this is the current attack. They're they're attacking this, so we have to we have to fight back. We have to you know spread spread the truth and talk about it. So you know here I am doing my part and I'm venting this to you. But um, the people who think these folks by the thousands are demonstrating for racism, they're just nuts. They're completely brainwashed. I mean, sure, yeah, there are some in a bunch who are into it to push white supremacy or something, but that number is so small. And there are many reasons to believe that they're, they're just like pr- provocateurs. I mean, such as in the case of an rally in uh, a rally in South Carolina where mainstream news outlets put forward photos of neo-Nazis given the Hitler salute, which is um, counterproductive to what most of the demonstrators are trying to put forth. I mean, this flag does not represent supremacy or Hitler or or anything of the sort. It doesn't even represent the KKK, okay? Even though that is part of the history, but that's it doesn't represent that either. So that's not what this is about, okay? And the majority, a huge majority, I would say like 99% of the people who are standing up for the heritage are not because they are supporting racism, or supporting slavery. I mean, it's it's like absurd to even to even say that. But I mean, do I really have to explain why the Confederation has nothing to do with Hitler? I mean, people, he was a German. Remember, this is an American issue, not a German one. Hitler's Germany and the true history of, of what occurred then is an entirely different topic. It's not something to focus on when bringing the attention of American I- issues to Americans, to, to the uninformed Americans. I mean, we are trying to awake the American masses to the American Confederation, not German fascism. So let's keep it separated from the public, okay? Let's one topic at a time, people. Okay, focus, focus, one topic at a time, all right? If you're going to a Confederate rally and you're praising Hitler, then, you know, you're at the wrong rally, man, okay? Don't be an idiot. And also, I think he's probably a plant just so that they have pictures to circulate to make anyone who stands up to the, to the Confederacy look like a neo-Nazi skinhead. This is how this is how they control the opposition. Well, or, you know, make make the opponents perceive something that it is not. So was he really was he really a plant? I don't know, but it smells like one. Uh but, you know, the news media, the sitcoms and the films and the false history teachings whose curriculum is written by the victors of the Federation, the constant demonizing of the KKK as if it represents the entire Confederacy um, or racist rednecks, you know, uh, dumb Southerners, toothless Southerners that they don't know what two plus two is or equating the Southern Cross to a SWAT sticker, which was another demonized symbol. I mean, all of these propaganda weapons have done nothing but instill hatred and prejudice against a people who have been ridiculed since the evasion of the South up to this very day. The real victims of this grand controversy, and listen, these are the real victims here. They're the white Christian country folk who are standing up to the principles of the Confederation, which include real American principles such as independent self-government and the voice of the people. These are the people that are being ridiculed, people who are, you know, actual patriots, what America really is. You know, and people are like, oh, you know, we stand for um, the rights of the people and, and a democracy where the people people's voices count and all that kind of stuff. Look, man, you're not going to find that in the Federation. The Federation is completely bought by the corporations. You want to get back to that? to a limited republic, to small local governments, then you're looking for the confederation. So learn about it. You know? But, oh gosh, I'm so sweaty. Okay, so um, of course some Marxist leaders are going to demonize freedom by painting them as slaveholding racists. Of course they are. Because they're trying to win the hearts and the minds 
of of the people to you know it's amazing what they can do and if you aren't careful they'll take hold of your natural impulses and make you think that freedom is slavery that's what they've done or horrible nailed it the constant indoctrination of these myths about the confederacy have made some of the residents who have witnessed these demonstrations you know who had saw these cars driving by you know like 300 cars drive by their house or whatever it made these people fearful because when they saw a southern cross flag they think these protesters are standing up for slavery instead of what it really means which is freedom the whole point of these rallies is to get people to understand what their pride is really about. But of course, the media isn't going to give a fair recognition of that. They just make it seem like, oh, look, 300 people jump in their cars. They put battle flags on the cars and they just drive around like, yeah, we're all racist. You know, <laughs> that's that's not what they're doing. They're saying, hey, you know, they're they're just resisting. They're resisting the lies. History, man, it's important. It's important to know. Otherwise, you're just going to brush it off as if it doesn't matter. And it really does. And, you know, the the um, perception of the southern people, you know, is important. They're not what they how they are portrayed by the Yankees or the victors or, you know, the historians, fake historians. They're not bad people. They're really nice. I lived in the South for a little. I lived in North Carolina and it was I never I never had a had to open my own door. If there was a man around he hello man take his hat off and open the door for me i mean are you kidding me up in north it was like especially in the city and stuff i would have um all sorts of people guatemalans blacks whatever whistling at my butt and you know saying all these awful things and i moved down south and i'm like wow these people have a hospitality a manner about them you know (laughs) they were they were really great people so um when you have all of these shows and stuff they portray them as they're dumb and they're whatever it's like no, that's not true. Um, it's up to us to get the common man to shed these instilled artificial fears. As a common Southern person, they should be more inclined to look into what these people are saying rather than let their programmed fears get the best of them because these demonstrators are standing up for their shared ancestors and the descendants today. So that includes them. And if these residents fear the very symbol of freedom and the very symbol of their ancestors, then what chance do we have in restoring it? I mean, it's like, really, open your minds. Do you really think this many people are are trying to bring back slavery or something? I mean, really, like, wrap your head around that. It's, it's absolutely ridicu- ridiculous. People should be asking themselves, wow, there are just thousands and thousands of people getting together to um to say something to me you know something i don't know yet so um you know they should read their history but this is why the S- um sons of confederate veterans the scv has made its mission during the years of reconstruction to preach or teach the true history of the southern people and their confederate fa- uh, cause because they know that the the victors, the Yankees, were going to rewrite the history and to make them look like bad people. So during the 30 years after the um, after they lost the war or, you know, since the northern invasion, they had to um, they decided to come together to uh, teach the real thing. And they got they wrote a book called the Apol- um, Apologia. Forgive me. I haven't read it yet. I have to order it. And they have all kinds of other books and things dedicated to the truth of the South. So they were um, they were not the revisionist histor- historians. They were actually writing the truth in response to the Yankee revisionism. But, you know, that's just messing with words. So. Um, but the uh, Sons of Confederate Veterans have done a lot of um, this getting out of the truth through outreach uh flag rallies you know a lot of them are flaggers i guess you call them where they you know they go to their public buildings and they hang out with their flags and they hand out literature talking about the truth of things and stuff like that so you know they 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 protect the historical monuments and they have reenactments and they've been doing this all throughout the years since since the fall and they've gathered many good upstanding southern people to their cause they're a wonderful organization, if you ask me. I mean, that is made up of people who take their heritage very seriously. 
and they've gone great lengths to protect it, even in the face of the lies. And they're feeling the heavy reconstruction taxes being brought down on the Confederation, on the Confederation today. But what they, um, what they don't engage in enough, in my opinion, is the current status of the Confederacy. And there isn't much discussion about who is behind the centralized banking efforts, that were just that were established after the invasion, which was mainly a, a big portion of why they were invaded to begin with. Um, nor do they engage much in the racial interests or conflicts of today. And this is not a battle that they've taken. In fact, they've sort of um, rejected it. And it's kind of backed this group into a corner where political correctness seems to be limiting their force in restoring uh, the Confederation today. And um, they're really, they don't discuss much about uh, secession from, you don't hear a lot of secession talks from the SCB leaders, which sort of leaves them as not much more than a history group whose mission is not so much to restore the Confederation, but just to clear up their history and what may say, you know, it, it kind of seems like they're saving space. Um, but they've done a great job in preserving true history, which helps the cause for the Confederation today. But mm, I don't know. I think they could step it up a notch. Um, we will never win if we are bowing to political correctness. Okay, that's it's like you're you're giving the the victor uh, an upper hand by trying to play by their rules. You know, there are certain things that. They have made uncomfortable to talk about, but you still have to talk about them because that's the whole point. If you don't talk about them, then you don't get anywhere, and that's that's what political correctness is all about. It is to keep you quiet from certain topics. So as great as the Southern Confederate veterans are, they they have some catching up to do if they want to restore some real justice for our ancestors. I mean, this is my opinion, and don't get me wrong, I do appreciate their organization, but they, like I said, I, I really feel the need to step it up. Um, I haven't I haven't gone over to their groups or read any of their latest stuff. I do plan to do that for next week. I kind of want to get really heavy into this and um, see what these, you know, the big Southern groups are up to right now. Um, but as of right now, I know that they will, in, in their forums and things like that, like if people bring up... Um, you know, race, race related things like, you know, what's up with all the black and white crimes that are not being recorded? What's up with the SPLC attacking this or that? You know, they'll just kind of shut you down and they just want it. Their focus is like, okay, we're just going to talk about the history. And, you know, I mean, hey, it's their right to do that. But when we're being attacked, I think they, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure maybe they're starting to reconsider some things. But for those Southern protectors who don't cower to the important discussion, in the role of Jewish banking in the war or the discussion of the severe race relations we are left faced with today, we have the more radical wing of Southern heritage fighters known as the League of the South, whose membership has been growing since the removal of the, um, the South Carolina battle flag at the Statehouse. And in the wake of the corresponding attacks of Confederate historical monuments and stuff, and, you know, people are starting to uh, look over to the league and say, hey, you know, maybe you guys are right, because they're pretty big on secession. They, they see secession as being the only sure solution to this old battle between the Confederation and the Federation. And I agree, unless by some miracle we have we can elect a president who is going to reform the federal government back to its limited power, like someone like Merlin Miller, for example, then we don't have a chance in this bought out system. The best option that we have left is to secede from it. So this system is completely rigged. The federal government is completely rigged. So the, we don't have a voice. And as time goes by, they are eliminating more and more of our rights. Bringing people together for the sake of liberty and freedom is vital. And this is why I feel the division walls between all the Confederate heritage groups, they need to come down. 
and we need to shake hands, put aside our differences, and take back independence before it's too late. And the Supreme Court, you know, if it, if we don't if we don't get our independence, then the Supreme Court is going to make more decisions to take our states' rights away, to take away our rights, and we're just going to keep going, slipping more and more into our chains. So. I talk a lot about the Confederacy because I really feel like that's the only battle we're taking in this country is restoring us back to our old roots, you know? I mean, really. <laughs> uh, if there be any division and any discord zone between these two groups that I brought up, then I feel they need to be brought to the surface and hashed out between the two. And without all the Southern heritage groups and even the Copperhead Confederates all joining together, then the resistance will never be strong enough to bring the Federation to its knees. And this is a fact. So we come together or we will surely fall apart <laughs> as the saying goes. The focus of the, okay, with the focus of the, the Southern, uh, the SCV is that of exposing true Confederate history. So pair that with the focus of the League of the South and taking measures, measures like actually discussing ways to restore independence by means of, say, secession, and you'll have one heck of a Confederate army. And we don't need war. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, starting a revolution, but we don't need war. We need numbers. We need, uh, we need, you know, more rallies like this. We need uh, more recognition because the media is not giving us a fair thing. So we have to go out in the towns and do it ourselves. If the members of each of these groups actually join together, that alone will wake the masses to just how serious we are in restoring, in restoring our, our freedom, our independence. Each state can, can do its own thing or, you know, how, however it could be done. But there are some great people in both organizations, and they do wonders for independence in a partnership rather than as rivals. And I'm not necessarily saying that they are rivals, but... I'm seeing from, you know, like I, I see the SCV snobbing out on the uh, League of the South because the League of the South is, uh, they're, they're fearless and they're talking about issues that, you know, that, that the um, SCV considers rude or whatever because they've been, they kind of swallowed the whole political correctness idea and, you know, and then the League of the South people are in turn getting mad at them because they're not talking about these things. So it's like, you know, maybe the time for them to settle their differences after all of these years uh, is now. And then where you have the um, just Southern nationalists that, are not, that aren't even involved in any of these groups, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, I, I don't know. How, did they, how does everybody rise up to, to do something? There's got to be some kind of solution, you know. But um, there is, oh, you know what, here, let me... Let me get you guys the number again so you can call in if anybody wants to. I don't know if anyone's listening. I'm sure everybody is sweating their faces off right now because it's so bloody hot. All right, I've got it written down over here. It's 347-215-7292, and I would appreciate the call. I'm thinking about next week um, seeing if any of a leaguer member and a son I mean I don't want to put the two against each other but I'm going to see about bringing up a guest to discuss um their policies and and solutions to a lot that's going on and I like to talk with people who have been um dealing with this since long before you know all of this has become a a resurfaced controversy in, in this country so it would be interesting to um have this conversation with people who are you know knee deep in it and I think currently working on on ways to uh, to help our situation. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's hopeless. I mean, if I thought it was hopeless, then I probably would have a show uh, discussing these things. Because what's the point? I may as well just spend every last minute I can hanging out with my beautiful kids instead of um, you know uh, keeping track with what's on the world so that I can try to. Uh, you know, uh, work with people to try to establish a better living for my kids' future. But I don't know. It's we live in some very uncertain times. There's something that was written by um, I've been reading the, the South Was Right by Sue Kennedy. I think they're brothers, and it's a pretty cool book. Um, 
I wanted to read to you a passage because I think it's interesting how a real union is, is a voluntary thing. It's not by coercion. And I thought this said it really well. So let me read it to you. It's, the name of our federation is not consolidated by United States. A number of states held together by coercion or the point of the bayonet would not be a union. Union is necessarily voluntary, the act of choice, free association. Nor can his voluntary system be changed to one of force without the destruction of the union. The Austrian Empire is composed of several states, as the Hungarians, the Poles, the Italians, etc. But, but it cannot be called a union. It is despotism. Is the relation between Russia and bayonet-held Poland a union? Is it not an insult and a mockery to call the compulsory relation between England and Ireland a union? In all these cases, there are only such there is only such union as exists between the talons of the hawk and the dove, or between the jaws of the wolf and the lamb. A union of states necessarily implies separate sovereignties, voluntarily acting together. And to bruise these sovereignties into one massive power is simply to destroy the union, to overthrow our system of government. So that says a lot. Um, so that would mean that Abraham Lincoln didn't actually save the union, as we've been told. That would mean that he destroyed it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Obviously. So, um, yeah. And, uh, my goodness, I am kind of fresh out of ideas. I had, I did have a friend who said he was going to call in and take up some of my time. But he has not. But um, here's a comment that was also said by um, a fellow named Michael Grissom. And he was writing about how, you know, the, um, the federal Yankee mythology writers have been telling lies about history. It has been a continuing of disappointment to see traditional heroes, values, and examples of valor called every year, called every year from Southern history texts. Today, virtually every school system in the South is equipped with the American history books produce, produced in the North by Northern authors. We definitely have a problem when children in the South are being raised on the fables of Honest Abe while they are taught that their own forebearers were the villains of our country's history. So. I don't know. I mean, I think we can all understand when you're looking at the fact that the Southern people have been made into um, the villains, have been made into, you know, these awful racist people, and they're taught in their Southern classrooms, you know, when they when they came down for the Reconstruction and stuff, they they put Abraham Lincoln paintings in every classroom and made him out to be this man of virtue and all of like the General Lees and the Jefferson Davison and the, and the Stonewall Jackson and all of these great heroes who fought in an army that was so small in comparison to the federal army, the federal army who was well-funded, I mean, super funded. They had the British on basically on their side. The, the Confederates, didn't even really have uniforms at one time. They they barely had shoes. They were they didn't have any medical. They were using whiskey on their wounds and and the federal army was, you know, they had a lofty uh they had a lofty side. And they had it easy. But can you imagine being a southerner and being raised to think that your ancestors and your people are are bad people and that you know that um all the people in the north, you know, they had to they had to teach teach us teach them a lesson, and and they have to walk their heads around in shame, and uh, that's um that's a pretty pretty sad thing. And then see on the television and stuff like that, them being portrayed as as stupid and things like that, like that's that's not very nice. <laughs> um, so I think that the the South is rising again because people are waking up to it. And the ones that are awake are, are really 
going full throttle to wake others and say, look, they're attacking you. They're saying that your symbol is, is, um, is evil. They're saying that your people have done evil things. I mean, they're making off that everybody in the South owned a slave and they all whipped him on daily and they did all these awful things, you know, and, and that's not right. Because hey, Tara, the majority. Chris, uh, yeah. hey. let, let me, I was going to ask you, Hey, I was going to ask you a question here because I've been listening to the whole show. Uh, and, oh, thank um, <laughs> we've had, no, 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 it's no problem. We had, uh, we've had this discussion a couple of times actually uh, on other shows that we have on this network uh, Paul Angel, who hosts History Today, does a regular show on Mondays from 10 to noon. And uh, um, he, uh, we've talked about this issue about the flag. And, in fact, prior to uh, Nikki Hale down in South Carolina, the governor there, um, signing legislation mm-hmm. to remove the Confederate flag there, um, mm-hmm. You know, there, there was a lot of debate amongst us as to whether uh, the South Carolina legislature would actually go through with it or not. Uh, this was prior, mm-hmm. just after the shooting and prior to, to when everybody was in an uproar. And so, you know, the, the, the question that, that we were talking about was whether the, the South is really rising and, uh, and whether, um, you know, people actually down there really even care about what's happening to their heritage and their history. And so it, yeah. it, it's a real disconnect because, uh, um, you know, it was my feeling that, unfortunately, the overwhel- there, there are a group of people who care very strongly about this and are very passionate about this. But the overwhelming majority of people in, in this country don't really don't really care. They don't really, you know, they're more focused on uh, trying to save a little money, maybe be able to take a vacation, pay their bills, you know, buy a smartphone, yeah, buy a money driven TV set, this type of thing. Yeah. And uh, and so this fight is really going on with a with a minority uh, of people. And if you go out in the street and you ask mm-hmm. regular people, hey, how do you feel about the Confederate flag? They're like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a thing of the past. I guess, you know, a lot of people don't like it. Maybe we should do away with it, this type of thing. Mm-hmm. They really don't even understand the history of it because, unfortunately, the minority, the, the, small, the, the, the small number of us are battling, um, you know, the, this, this, the big media and are battling these people who really want to paint this uh, uh, divisive, uh, divisiveness in this country, the fact that we're all mm-hmm. terrible. I mean, if you look at the coverage from this weekend of that rally down in South Carolina, I mean, they focused on yeah. the screaming and the yelling and the anger, and uh, and it's a stark yeah. contrast. Paul Angel, actually, who does that show, went and, and uh, covered a uh, – um, attended a rally in Stafford, Virginia, of a Confederate flag rally, and he said it was, you know, the, uh-huh. the, the news, local newspapers down there, they tried to play it off as being really as as this controversy, and there was the protest there and everything. He said largely, he said it was just some some smart people who came down there and they waved some flags yeah. and they talked about their history and they talked about their heritage, mm-hmm. and it was all very calm and very nice, you know, and there were lots of kids around yeah. and everything, and it wasn't really this, oh, yeah. this you know, this. They've been doing that for a long time violence. too. Right. And the media, of course, is going to try to spin it. And that's why I think with the thousands coming out and all these people doing these rallies, they're really showing showing them wrong because these people, they're really just peaceful people that are like, hey, you know, this is this is a problem. Political correctness is a problem in our country. And, you know, we need to make a stand. But I think, you know, we're talking thousands of people are coming out and taking these rides and doing all these things. So, I mean, it's a bigger number than than I think just a majority. And if you're south of the border, a lot of people are appalled by the removal of the flag. I think the people in the north are like, oh, we don't care and stuff like that. But but the south, they're really they're really in touch with their roots and their heritage, which is something that, you know, the northern sort of uh, mentality is they don't have that that connection with the people. A lot of people don't even know further back than their great grandparents, you know. Sure. The people in the south sure. are like really they're really tied in with um with their with their uh heritage and they enjoy talking about their parents or their their parents or great great granddads as being heroes and all this kind of thing. They're grown up with that type of um um hero stuff rather than Spider Mans and, and Supermans and all that kind of thing. So yeah. so yeah, I mean I don't know. You it's think like, millennials? You, you really think the millennials are are that concerned? People, millennials and younger, you know, the next generation, the people. Uh, I don't know your age, um, but but I'm in my 40s, mm-hmm. and uh, and when we travel well, down I'm south, in my you know, 30s. South Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, Georgia, 
you know, the people there are yeah. just very much the same. Unfortunately, it's economically devastated down there. So most of those people are really Oh, yeah, that was the point of the reconstruction. Yeah, yeah, they're just trying that, to survive more than anything down there. So they really don't have time. Plus, and education yeah. is so lousy in this country, anyways. As far as as uh, well, that I think was. About, you know. I think that was intentional too. You know, they sure. go down there, yeah. they destroy their history, they completely destroy their economy, and they give them really bad food and <laughs> and you know wrong history. And there you go. And now you got a, a a bunch of people who really they don't get it. Yeah. So I think that so people I, I who are older, you. like, say, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I, I agree with you that the older generation gets it. They understand. And only because yeah. they know, you know, great-grandpa or, or something along those lines, they know grandma used to talk about uh, what happened. And they know about the horrors of, of war firsthand because, you know, grandma and grandpa would tell them of these stories when they were kids and what it was like, you know, mm-hmm. growing up and hearing these tales. These tales have been passed on. But there seems like between yeah. that generation and the next generation, there's a real disconnect between that. I know. And I think and then that's why I think the South is rising, because you get all these older people that care. And there are um, there are a number of people like in the League of the South. There's a lot of younger folks, too, like 30s and stuff like that. So, you know, they're all trying to pass down this heritage because they know that oh, it's going to be lost. If not, that's a big deal. <laughs> I see that as a very big, a big deal. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all pans out. Yeah, yeah I'm just not that optimistic, unfortunately. And we had this conversation before. Yeah. I just don't think that uh, um, that is going to, uh, you know, that that this currently right now is a uh, that there's definitely a culture change in this country and um you know and and history is being rewritten and and you did point out about Lincoln and you know Lincoln was well known for his negro policy where what he wanted to do was he wanted mm-hmm. to wage economic warfare on the south and admittedly it was a tiny fraction of the the economy of the south but it was still you know there are a lot of demagogues on both it sides was part of he it. wanted to wage yeah. war yeah he wanted to wage war mm-hmm. on the south and then once he did that by freeing all the slaves he was going to load them all up and send them off to Liberia and uh and get them mm-hmm. out of the country. And so you, but I compare that to, I think you mentioned before Robert E. Lee and even Jefferson Davis and a lot of these guys were fairly sophisticated mm-hmm. in their views for the time. Uh, and, you know, oh, and, and in reality, the Civil War, in my opinion, probably should have never happened because it was uh, already, you know, that. Uh, um, uh, Slavery was that, already you know, on its the, way out. Yeah. yeah, because of mechanization, certainly in Virginia it was. Uh, and because mm-hmm. of mechanization. So they just didn't need slavery at, at this point. Plus, people were starting to realize it just kind of what a horror it was and how, how you know, abominable mm-hmm. it was. And so you had this, this, uh, this, this total mindset change in the South. Uh, but but it, was, it was an issue about the, uh, the federal government trying to really put the screws to the South and push on them, and they, they pushed back. And unfortunately, uh, what happened was the Union, you know, they, they, I think they lost twice as many men as, as the Confederacy did because uh, Lincoln just kept pumping them in, you know, as a cannon fodder into the South. And mm-hmm. all, all, only, it was only because they had more numbers that uh, that they were able to beat the South, you know, because the South was defending their, yeah. their backyard. Yeah, and the South really held so, them their ground pretty well considering the numbers and did. everything. They were definitely yeah. a great army. Yeah. Anyways, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to chime in there and give. Oh you no, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you time. did because oh. uh, I'm happy you did because sure. I I was expecting a friend to call to hang out with me and I'm like, oh gosh, what do I talk about? It's been a busy week and this heat is a killer. So I do appreciate you chiming in and um and letting us know how much history you know yourself. But I mean, I definitely feel like you know we should probably stay hopeful and I. And the pride rallies, I don't know how long they're going to go on for, but I say the longer the better because the more the more these kids wake up to their heritage, the better chance we have of having a more informed society. And I think an informed society is what it's going to take to make a better place to live in, in our own local communities at least because that's really where the fight is, is on the local level where we don't allow for you know, the Supreme Court and for the, the federal governments in D.C. to make all the decisions of what happens here in town. But that's that's basically what we're up against. Well, thank you so much, Chris. <laughs> and um, I guess I will close the show by saying thank you for listening. And um, I'm going to get a guest on for next week because I think I'm starting to get tired of hearing myself talk all the time. 
I don't know if anybody's getting tired of hearing you talk. I uh, I appreciate it. I enjoy sitting back listening to. We don't always agree. We don't always see eye to eye on it, but I do appreciate all the opinions oh God. that everybody I, puts forth, and at least oh, it makes you think. You know. Yeah. And so it's very important that. Oh think. yeah, and, definitely. And, you know, we some of our other shows. Unfortunately, we've had some. Like we had one where we discussed the Confederacy, and we had just these idiots. It was the middle of the day, and it just these idiots kept calling in. We were screening them, and they just kept calling in, and again, just trying to simply disrupt the show without even having a a really intelligent, educated really? conversation. What about, were they about talking the about? Oh no, no, what they kind were of just stuff? they were. Be- Oh, they were being fools, just trying to prank call and things oh. like that. And unfortunately, it was, you oh, know, and, and we do get a lot of different callers on some of these different shows. And that one in particular mm-hmm. was two two people, I think, it was two people kept calling back from different, uh, different. they were <laughs> Skype calling Numbers. and this type of stuff. Just trying to be ridiculous, you know. And, and it, if it brings yeah. out those type of, of uh, um, you know, saying, saying, you know, using using uh, language that's it's not for families, this type of stuff, and it really is just, sure. it, it, it's just, it's it's kind of you know indicative of this in in many respects the the, the next generation of what's coming up here, and they're not really having a good conversation of, about it. Uh, I, I will say mm-hmm. on, on Dave Gahari hosts a show on Wednesdays, Who's the Bad Guy? And you can actually listen to that in the archives. He did an interview with mm-hmm. uh, Kyle – no, I forget his last name now. He's a, he's a pretty well-known attorney up in – I believe he lives in Montana. And he was talking about uh, the uh, the issue of um, – uh, of uh, you know cultural disorders in this country and stuff, and there was a very intelligent mm-hmm. black man who called in, and they had a really incredible, very intelligent, you know, smart debate between the two of them that went down. And uh, and this guy mm-hmm. called. They were both respectful, and they they had a really good conversation. And it's something that really should be going on in this country, but you're not getting it. What you're getting is you're getting uh, like these, uh, you know, exactly what I talked about. I mean, these short little snippets. I read when I was reading the news earlier today. There was a Guardian article where they covered this rally down in South Carolina, and all they showed was they showed, you know, it was like 10 minutes of video. It was a real short video. Everybody was very heated. There was a, there was yelling back and forth and screaming and you know and, and call everybody was mm-hmm. calling each other's names and this was like ten minutes of this whole thing. Now this rally did go on wow. for a whole day, so I'm sure they probably waited and they said, oh, this is great. We're going to show the, this ten minutes where these guys lose the their worst cool. part. Start, yeah. yeah, the worst part and start screaming back and forth, uh-huh. this and that. And and now I'm not I, I am not you know I, I I believe in this country people should be able to belong to groups if they want to and and really effectively believe mm-hmm. what what they want to. I don't necessarily subscribe mm-hmm. to the views of those guys who are holding that rally today, but they have absolutely have a right to uh, to do that in this to country have and to, uh, yeah. to to believe what they want. And so to have yeah. this type of of back and forth is 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 you know it, it could have been all it was probably had to be you know I don't know it had probably if it was 100 degrees here in Maryland it had to be easily 100 degrees plus even more humid down there and these people were out there in the heat oh, all day so I'm sure it was going to get ugly at some point and it did oh, and that's yeah. what they focused on for 10 minutes and uh, and that oh. is to me is is pretty idiotic you know and and that but that's but it's but it it shows you what what the media is largely like in the United States. And unfortunately, the big right. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna get anyone through the media. That's for sure. We it has to be on a person to person basis. That's why if people are walking through that rally, they're gonna get a totally different perspective of it than what they're gonna get from the news. You know, and that's what counts is that they're getting the literature of what really went down of the war and what the truth about you know their history and their heritage and stuff like that. That's really that's really what's important. Because the news is going to just show, you know, any idiot, anyone, you know, doing the sea Kyle and all that kind of thing. It has nothing to do with any of it. That's what they're going to see. But it goes to show that when there's a very small amount of that stuff that they're showing, then those rallies are pretty, pretty tame. Because they have been so many that have been going on without any kind of problems that have come out of it. These are peaceful people just trying to make a point. Yeah, you know, they, they wouldn't so show. Cool. They didn't. They didn't show that rally that that Paul Angel attended because uh, uh, because they couldn't uh, because it was as I said it was a bunch of kids running around it was nice it was calm everybody was talking yeah. they were educating people who knew their history and were talking and mm-hmm. having a serious discussion uh, about history and these aren't tenured professors who who have to you know in order to keep their tenure and keep their jobs at, at professorships at universities they have to give you. The, uh, the 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 Victor story. They have to tell you that oh mm-hmm. no, the South it was all about slavery and that's what the, what what this whole thing. The flag defended slavery and so on and so on and so on. And these guys, yeah. th- these guys who are actually are uh, historians who have looked into this 
they can give you a much, much more nuanced history that, that is associated with this. And they can give you that history, but, you know, you're not going to get that from The Guardian or from The Washington Post or from The L.A. Times or from any of or, – or CNN. Exactly. Anderson Cooper mm-hmm. is not going to go down and interview these guys to have a normal conversation with them because, uh, because right. that's not their agenda. That's not what they want to do. So, and plus, it mm-hmm. doesn't really sell newspapers, and it doesn't really get people. If 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 somebody turns on the news and and nothing happened, there was no shark attack, and there was no, uh, uh, you know, there weren't people screaming expletives at each other, and it was a peaceful mm-hmm. day, and kids running around and playing. That's not going to get people to turn on the news, and that's what these guys want to do. That's how they make their money. Ratings. Anyways, that's it. Well, Tara, yeah. if you want to wrap Good it up, turn. looks like we've used up our whole hour I here. Do. So, if you want to uh, right. wrap it up, go right ahead, and I'll shut I up. I do. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. That was Chris of the American Free Press. It's an excellent paper. I suggest you check it out. Um, You can go to AmericanFreePress.net and subscribe to their paper, which will come every two weeks. I am a contributor to the paper. I haven't in a while, but plan to do so some more. These men speak rationally, just as you heard from Chris himself. Um, real good people, real good stories, um, not always good stories, but at least good reporting on stories. And also check out the other host on the Overthrow Network. Um, that is overthrow.com, which is where you may be tuned in. And uh, thanks so much and hope to hear from or you can hear from me rather next Sunday at 8 o'clock on Harvesting Truth. Thanks again. Bye-bye.